When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. For your Wednesday morning, middle of the week, it is the 24th of May, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back in the chair for the course of the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736 anytime over the course of the next hour to get in touch with the show. And that's all before breakfast in Sydney through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney with Vossie and Michelle Bishop this morning. Uh, for our listeners through Queensland, Patton Heels, as per usual, come up after the 6 o'clock news. A lot to get through today. Plenty of... Uh, well, a bit of origin news, but more club footy news today, uh, turning our attention a bit away from uh, origin, although we will talk a little origin in a second. Uh, however, uh, we still have a, five games coming up this weekend, kicking off tomorrow night. Matty Cox will join me from Melbourne, host of Tradies News in a nutshell in Melbourne. In about 15 minutes, we'll talk about all the big news stories of the week, including the Damien Hardwick story that... Uh, has made headlines here as well in Sydney and also in Queensland. So we'll have a chat about that. No doubt he'll throw origin at me. And we might even have a chat about suburban grounds as well after the news about the West Tigers looking to play five games at Leichhardt and five games at Campbelltown uh, as of next year. But most importantly, as always, want to hear from you on this Wednesday morning. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call the open line 1300 01 1170 at 2 past 5. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem, built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Before we get to some of the news of the day, coming out of the Dragons, coming out of Manly, we are now a week away from State of Origin. So, simple question for you this morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Who has been the best NRL or slash rugby league player to have never played State of Origin. Now, they could have been ineligible or maybe they've just never been picked. A bit like Dylan Edwards at the moment, running around for the Penrith Panthers. The best NRL player, best rugby league player that you can think of for whatever reason that hasn't played State of Origin for either New South Wales or Queensland. There is one person, and I'll give my nomination a little later on, who was eligible to play uh, that never got picked. I'll give you who I think it is a little later on. I'll see if anyone else texts that name through. But the best player to have never have played State of Origin. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. The best player to have never have played State of Origin, either through injury, through being uh, ineligible, to just not being the best in their position, but still a very good player. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Interested to hear your nominations. The best player to have never have played State of Origin. We'll get to your text on that shortly. Plus, you might want to buy in into these a couple of stories as well at uh, four, and, uh, four past five. Now, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, of course, got a win last weekend against the Roosters on Friday night. A famous win in the last minute. Uh, however, they're back in the news. Back page of the Daily Telegraph today in Sydney. Um, 
headline, I just block out the noise. And this is in reference to Jack DeBallant, who is going to captain the St. George Illawarra Dragons this weekend. So he says he learned a long time ago to block out the external noise as he prepares to captain St. George Illawarra for the first time. DeBellin was taken aback when interim coach Ryan Carr asked if he wanted to lead the side against the Dolphins tomorrow night. The absence of regular skipper Ben Hunt, plus injuries to Blake Laurie and Jaden Sewer, uh, capsulated DeBellin into a captaincy role. The decision has caused a stir after DeBellin missed the 2019 and 2020 seasons after being the first player subject to the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy. He was charged with uh, sexually, a sexual assault of a woman and faced two trials. He was found not guilty of one charge, but the jury was un- unable to reach a verdict in relation to five other counts. The DBP then withdrew the charges. Uh, so Dow Bellin said yesterday, I don't give it a second thought. If I allowed outside noises and people to influence my emotions, I wouldn't be talking to you. I learned a long time ago to block out the noise. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Um, so we know uh, Hunt, Laurie, Sewer are out. Of course, Hunt playing Origin, Laurie and Sewer uh, with injuries. Um, DeBellin, 32 years of age. He's played 197 top-grade games with the Dragons, and he is the most experienced Dragons player without Ben Hunt. And he also said, I've always considered myself a natural leader. I don't necessarily need a tag to lead. It's nice to be able to do it. It only, honestly hadn't crossed my mind. I forgot Hunt was in origin camp and he wasn't going to be captain. Kari, uh, Kari asked if I would like to do it and I said I'd be on it. Nothing changes at all. I have to keep playing the best footy I can. I'll be the team first and hopefully we can get a win. He also uh, is hoping at one stage to get a recall to state of origin. He says he's happy to be in a com- in the conversation. Um, we won't go too heavy with this, but any issue with Jack DeBellin being named, and, and he won't be captain every week, but any issue with Jack DeBellin being named captain this week of the Dragons on the back of what he went through, and we know that story. I just mentioned it back a few years ago. Or have we moved on? 0457 736 736, our text number. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I did see uh, quite a few um, takes on social media about this. Some people not overly bothered. Some people think it's just a bad look for the dragons. More PR than anything else. Any issue with it? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now, this is an interesting call coming out of Manly. Now we know Manly have just signed Jacob Arthur. Uh, for the remainder of uh, the season, um, and he looks like he'll be playing this weekend. However, Josh Schuster has boldly declared he will become the best player in the game. Uh, so Josh Schuster believes he himself will become the best player in the game. Um, so he's 22 years of age, um, and he did rebound um, to help and to star in Manly's 42-14 win over Canberra last weekend. Um now, he was questioned over his commitment, but Schuster on Tuesday told of his grand individual plan to become the NRL's premier player. He said, when I reach my potential, I know what I'm capable of. I don't want to say too much, but I believe one day I can be the best player in the game. Uh, he said, uh, one, when, once he said that, he was asked whether he was capable of reaching that position. And he said, yeah, 100%. Since day one, I have always believed in myself and that one day I'll be the best player in the game. In saying that, I still have a long way to go and lots of learning to do. I was at the crossroads of my career. I had to make a choice and a decision and I chose to take my training to the next level. 
repair, recover, and give myself every opportunity to play. I just know if I continue to work hard, then one day I will be the best player in the game. What do you reckon? Josh Schuster, he's declared that he can be the best player in the game one day. He can be the number one player in the NRL. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. I've never heard, I, I don't think, and I've watched rugby league for I'm 33 now, so I've watched it for 27, 28 years very closely. I don't think I've ever heard a player, and I could be wrong, ever heard a player come out and say that he is going to be the best player in the game. What do you reckon? Can Josh used to be the number one player in the game? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Is Josh Schuster, or can Josh Schuster be the best player in the game? Look, no doubt he is talented, um, and we've seen that. Uh, has had a few injuries this year. Played very well on Sunday, as I said, with Manly's good win over the Canberra Raiders. But can Josh Schuster be the best player in the game? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And can you remember, not just at Rugby League, but any code, where a player has boldly announced that he could be the best player, he or she could be the best player in the game. 0457 736 736, our text number, 1300 01 1170, our open line number. So that's just a few things on our agenda on this Wednesday morning. The best player to have never have played State of Origin might have been ineligible, might just have not been picked for whatever reason, maybe injury. Best player to have never played State of Origin. Jack DeBellin named Dragons captain this weekend. Any issue with it or don't really care? Move on, play on. And also, Josh Schuster. Can he be the best player in the NRL in, say, three, four years' time? 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line, one 1170 We'll take a break, get to your text, and we'll speak to Manny Cox, host of Tradies News in Melbourne. On the other side of this, it is 10 past five. It's good to have your company on this Wednesday morning, middle of the week, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I'll go through the topics we're talking about again after we speak to Matty Cox, but just this text from Carmelo. He says, I think Josh needs to work on being the best 5'8 in his club first. Yes, well, that is a fair point. Keep those texts coming in, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 as we go down to Melbourne and speak to host of Trade News down there, Matty Cox. <laughs> Morning to you, part-time. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, Matty. How are you, mates? <laughs> I'm good. A couple I'm ha- of days late, but yeah, that's still appropriate. Days late. Yes, uh, it was a nice day on Sunday. Thank you uh, for the kind uh, wishes. And uh, Monday was fun. And back here, really happy to be back here on this Wednesday morning as well. How are you, Matty? It's, look, I must say, you call me part-time pedigree, but it's been two or three weeks now without a holiday. Yeah, and you can tell you're a bit flat this morning. You haven't got no, the uh, normal I'm uh, I'm fine. Uh, pep in the step mm. or pep in the voice, given that I can't see you and we no. don't walk past each other. No, no. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, only a week away from Origin, which we're all very excited about. Another round of the NRL kicking off. And lots been going on. Um, and I want to start with Damien Hardwick, which is main news in Sydney and Queensland as well. Obviously not headline news like it is there. Um, firstly, just talk us through uh, what happened and what has unfolded over the past 48 hours. Yeah, well, Monday night at around 7 o'clock or just after 7 o'clock, I 
first saw the news and it was uh, alerted to us here on SEN yeah. courtesy of Tom Morris. He mm. broke the story at about 10 past seven that there was a, a meeting that had been called for all staff at Richmond on Tuesday morning and uh, it was to announce that the coach of the era for the Tigers uh, would be departing, which mm. I think caught the world by surprise. Um, and the reaction since then has pretty much been that. A bit shocked that this, well, one of the greatest coaches of the modern era has decided to walk away. The rationale that he provided in the press conference yesterday is that the, the tank's empty. He's yeah. The analogy he used is that he's found ways to cook sausages a thousand ways, <laughs> and he just couldn't find the thousand and first. So he's... He's essentially, for the love of the club, he's decided to walk away. He's, and it's a, it's a real selfless decision. That's the way it's being described down here. The, the fact mm. that because he loves the so much the club so much, and because he respects it so much, to make this decision now to give the club clean air and to potentially rejuvenate them. We're not even at the midpoint of the season yet. We're almost there, but. And Richmond have only won three games out of the first 10. So the the likelihood of them making the top eight this year is pretty slim. But strange things have happened in the world of footy. Yes. Um, question for you. So uh, on our breakfast show in Sydney on SCN 11.70am, Vossi had a bit of a different take on it uh, yesterday. Um, and this is, um, this is what I'm going to ask you, if there has been any backlash at all. You just said selfless decision. Uh, most people have said in terms of Damien Hardwick. Vossi was saying yesterday that he found it a little odd, obviously not knowing the whole backstory and if there's anything else going on, but just from a sporting point of view, to leave the club as the coach uh, of their own decision, which you don't see very often midway through the year. Has there been any backlash or it's all just basic 100% support for Damien Hardwick? I think there's been questions raised as to why now. Yep. Um, and it, Dimmer said, well, Damien Hardwick, um, yep. affectionately known <laughs> Yep. Uh, he said in the press conference yesterday, he probably came to the decision two weeks ago mm. and then it was pretty much ratified in, in the last couple of weeks and prominently on, on Sunday that it felt like it was coming. And even if they didn't lose, they lost by a point on the weekend in our big dream time game at the MCG between Richmond and Essendon on the weekend. The Tigers lost that by a point. But irrespective of that result, Dimmer said that he was going to make the, the call, that it essentially had come to this. And, and he also alluded to the fact that he felt this year would be his last year, even though he was contracted until the end of 2024. Yeah. So he'd, he'd already resigned himself to the fact that this was probably going to be it. There's um, Trent Koch and Jack Revolt who will likely retire. So the, the, the key pillars that have pushed the club through success over the last decade really um they're, they're they're being phased out of the club because of age and trying to bring new talent in they brought a couple of giants in this year in tim taranto and jacob hopper in that attempt that one last grasp attempt to to claim a premiership this year and unfortunately because of injury and and form that doesn't look like it's going to happen so yes the the timing is a little peculiar, mm. but overall, there's a sense of 
uh, gratitude that is being directed towards Damien. And because he's gone out on his term, there's no resentment. There's no... Um, there's no anger between mm. the two parties. It's we've we've made this decision, or Damien Hardwick's made this decision. It's been respected by the club, which mm. means that there's there's no ill feelings between the two, which is unusual for a, mm. a situation. Given um, most coaches, they they're usually shown the door rather than walk through it themselves. Yeah, well, yes, usually we saw what one with the Dragons here uh, just last week. Um, it is, does raise a point about longevity with coaches, which I know we'll talk about in just a second. But I did see, I think it was Brendan Vivola uh, come out and say that Damien Hardwick might end up at Carlton. Is there any talk yet, like serious talk yet, about if once he takes this break, whether he will end up at another club at some point in time? Well, about half an hour after the news broke, <laughs> the speculation started yes, because... Okay. We've got a team over on the western seaboard of the country, the West Coast Eagles, that are not flying at the moment. Adam Simpson under the pump, particularly from Perth Media, and their performance on the weekend was horrible, um, was broadcasting that match, and it was there was just no effort, there was no spirit. Yes, they've got half their list on the injury list at the moment, and there's a I think there's almost 2,000 games of experience that sits on that injury list but the the kids aren't up to it but even the the experienced players on the weekend apart from maybe one or two they just they weren't providing the efforts Adam Simpson's under the pump mm. is he a potential replacement for Damian Hardwick who knows Ken Hinckley at Port Adelaide's been linked with the job even though the power of flying at the moment Hardwick himself there's there's connections being made at the moment to the Gold Coast Suns because for some reason they always seem to be under pressure I don't like that. I think they deserve a bit more patience with Stuart Dew. I know there's been a, a long time without a great deal of success, but it feels as if this time around it's different to what mm. they're building out there. So I believe Stuart Dew needs a, a little bit longer, but who knows? Mm. We saw last year in the AFL when uh, there were a few decisions made that uh, all of a sudden flipped everything on its head with David Noble departing. North Melbourne, Leon Cameron departing the Giants. And then we had Ben Rutten depart Essendon and Brett Ratton very late in the piece departing mm. St Kilda. So these sorts of decisions always start to create a bit of a stir and that's mm. what's unfolding now. It is interesting, isn't it, before we move on to our next topic, the longevity of, clo of coaches you see in the NRL. Look, Wayne Bennett has coached, uh, I think this week will be his, uh, tomorrow night will be his 902nd game. Now, Obviously, that hasn't been at one club. He's been at a few different clubs. Uh, he was at the Broncos for the most of his career, but then has been at different clubs. Craig Bellamy, though, uh, one that hasn't coached 900 games, but he's been at the Melbourne Storm. Next year will be his 22nd year. But a lot of the talk when we've heard about this Damien Hardwick story has probably been... Uh, he's probably very similar to Trent Robinson, the Roosters coach at the moment, who's won three premierships with the Roosters over 10 years. And now the Roosters have been struggling a little bit this year, still a long part of the season to go. It's uh, interesting. There is a shelf life, I reckon, for any coach, but it is funny how some coaches can just, like a Bellamy, can just continue for so many years. Yeah, now Alistair Clarkson was probably in a similar situation with Hawthorne, and, and that ended quite um, ugly, mm. for want of a better term. Mm. It, it, it wasn't a, a peaceful transition that I think the administration wanted it to be with the handover to Sam Mitchell. It, it didn't quite go according 
to plan. And that was after sustained success and a long period of the, in the job, 2004, I think it was, when he was originally signed by the Hawthorne Footy Club and he lasted until a couple of years ago. So longevity can create. And even to go back further, Kevin Sheedy, was it 27 years? I probably should know that being an Essendon supporter. Mm. But he, he was at the helm for an incredibly long period and it, it's felt as if the club has been in the wake of that longevity ever since. So, so to pull the right lever at the right time is critical. And that mm. is also why the, the decision has been described as selfless because it, it doesn't drag on. It doesn't if if there was a, a question mark over the, the commitment that Damien had towards the footy club that he would um, like continue and, and to continue to push but not potentially have the same energy levels um, and, and then that wouldn't lead to the success and then the club starts to have prolonged or a prolonged unsuccessful period. Mm. Um, it can create all sorts of issues. So it's the, the timing is perfect from a Richmond point of view. And they've still got a list which is capable. They've also had injury issues this year and they've got some young kids coming through that probably require a little more development, but they're not, it's not a West Coast Eagles situation where their young talent looks a mile off the pace. Mm. There's some promise at the Tigers. They just, they need time together and the the expectation for this once successful side, it's not going to be immediate success. It's going to be a regeneration. Mm, It is all very, very interesting. Going to be interesting to see how Richmond goes as as well for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, the interim coach is Andrew McWalter, 36 years of age. He's been with the Tigers since 2016, initially joined the club in 2014. Sorry, um, he's been an assistant coach since 2016. He was a VFL player and AFL development coach. He had 94 AFL matches for the Saints and Gold Coast. So been in the system quite some time. He's been under dimmer for that whole period. So, Mm. yes, it will be interesting to see how the Tigers go under his watch. I want to focus now on State of Origin. Because the the squads were announced on Monday or Sunday afternoon, either way. It was around that vicinity. Yep. The build-up towards it. What's the anticipation? Because it's a a little unusual given that the first game will be played at the Adelaide Oval. Officially announced on Monday, Maddie, but we basically (laughs) knew the sides on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. That's how things work uh, these days. Look, it is interesting. Um, it's funny, I, in my uh, Uber here, I was talking uh, to the guy, he's actually a listener to this show, a big fan of SEN, um, and he said that he, whilst he enjoys Origin as a game, he hasn't really, he's been over all the talk of State of Origin at, at the moment. Um, and I kind of understand that point of view when you do get nine, eight days away. I, look, I have no issue when uh, the teams are announced. That's a big thing. But when we get to the sort of the middle of this week, when we still have a round of NRL coming up, it is a condensed round, but there's still five games coming up. Uh, it's good that now, uh, and most of the papers here, the attention has switched back to the NRL. But no doubt after the weekend, and it will still bubble along the state of origin build-up, uh, it will be all origin talk, and that's fine. It is interesting, though, being played in Adelaide game one. That's not unusual to not be played in New South Wales or Queensland. We'll see games in Adelaide before, Perth, Melbourne, of course, uh, as well. I, I think, like the state of origin over the past few years, I think when we get a bit closer to the game, we're still a week away. So when me and you speak again this time next week, no doubt the anticipation will be at fever pitch. But 
I'd say so far, and it's been early on, it's been a bit of a quiet build-up. There's been a couple of selection, I wouldn't say shocks, maybe some controversial calls, but nothing that stands out as we've seen in previous years. So all in all, it's a pretty quiet build-up, but I expect that to ramp up uh, once we get done with this weekend's NRL. And I think the game in Adelaide, I imagine it will be close to all it will be a sellout. I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. Um, and, yeah, I think once we get to early part of next week, it'll be all origin talk. Well, I can guarantee on behalf of our listeners through 1629 SENSA this morning, the Adelaide Oval will be packed because they they pack out a, mm. a venue no matter what is played in front of them. And I've been to a couple of rugby league games, not set of origin games, but a couple of rugby league games down there featuring the Melbourne Storm and the Roosters four or five years ago now. And um, it obviously being a cricket ground, we have this here with the SCG as well when we get games played here. It's not made for rugby league, but it's still a very, very good ground for rugby league. And I, look, State of Origin is the showpiece event of the NRL. Now, I know we talk about the Rugby League World Cup. We spoke about it last week and playing for your country probably should be the pinnacle. But in a lot of people's eyes and a lot of players' eyes, playing for New South Wales or Queensland is the pinnacle of playing rugby league. So um, it is the showpiece uh, event of our game. The ratings, as you know, Matty, uh, are off the charts right around, or definitely, you know, Sydney or New South Wales, Queensland, Melbourne, and even uh, other states of Australia get behind it. So I don't think there's going to be any issues, as you say, with the crowd. And I think the build-up will continue to ramp up. The teams, I know New South Wales fly out to Adelaide on Monday. I believe Queensland would probably be about the same. So, yeah, over the next few days, I expect the build-up to really uh, hit fever pitch once we get to early next week. Do you get the paint on your face and put the yeah. scarf around your neck? Are you one of those sorts of people? No, I think next Wednesday, uh, keep in mind the hours that we both work, I'll be watching it on the couch, uh, maybe <laughs> with a pizza, maybe. Uh, yeah, nothing uh, nothing too exciting next week, but uh, it'll be a good game, I'm sure. Unusual. You don't have tickets to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still time. <laughs> the final question I want to pose mm. to you because it's a it's a issue that's come up a, a couple of times with the AFL recently, and it's regarding the old suburban, yes. the traditional venues against the big stadiums. Here in in Victoria, in particular, there's been a conversation about trying to create a boutique stadium that is probably around about 20,000 in capacity. So that's less than Marvel Stadium in Docklands and much less than obviously the MCG. But for the the, the lesser games or the, the games that don't pull a, a, a big crowd, to, to create a venue, whether it's at Icon Park, although that's now been redeveloped into more of Carlton's training facility, so you're unlikely to get any sort of genuine capacity there, but it's some sort of venue that could be a little bespoke and almost take us back to the to the heartlands of footy, which has been one of the great things about the AFLW, the fact we've been able to go back mm. to the old grounds. You've you've had a, an announcement this week for one of your clubs returning to the, to a smaller venue. Yes, yeah, so the West Tigers, uh, who are a merged entity, so they used to be... Uh, Belmain and West, and then they merged 23, 24 years ago. Now won a competition uh, back in 2005. But uh, they were playing uh, this year, for example, three home games at Leichhardt Oval, three games or three home games at Campbelltown Stadium. Um, and then the majority of the rest of them either at a core stadium, which is the Olympic Stadium in Sydney, or at uh, Combat, uh, which is uh, in Parramatta. Um, and they've announced that uh, on Monday, and it was uh, – 
Lee Hatchbatellis was on the breakfast show with Vossi um, and James Magnuson yesterday as well, saying uh, that it is basically looking like it's going to go ahead, that they're going to be playing five games at Leichhardt Oval next year, five games at Campbelltown. They've got one game, a home game, a part of Magic Round, and they take it one game at Tamworth, which basically means uh, the plan is, and it's yet to be fully ticked off, but the plan is to get rid of playing at the big stadiums. And uh, anyone that may have switched over to uh, Fox League on Saturday night when the Tigers smashed the Cowboys. And look, the Tigers haven't been a success story over the past couple of years, but they managed to post 66 points against the Cowboys at Leichhardt Oval last Saturday. That place is rocking. Um, from pe- Speaking to people that went there, they said that, and some of them weren't even Tigers fans, said it was some, one of the most unforgettable nights of footy you will ever see. And I think from a rugby league point of view, uh, Maddie, and this conversation comes up once or twice a year throughout the season. I like the idea of more suburban uh, home ground footy as long as the stadium is up to it um, because there are stadiums in Sydney and Leichhardt, look like it's another one that does need a bit of renovation. But I would much rather see, um, yes, there is, of course, there is a place for the big stadiums for finals matches, for grand finals, for big club matches. Uh, Combank, which holds about 30-odd thousand, is perfect for those big club matches in terms of the NRL Allianz Stadium that holds a bit more uh, is perfect as well. But when you just go on a Saturday night and see the Tigers play the Cowboys, who are obviously from interstate, I'd much prefer to see 12, 13, 14,000 people packed into a Leichhardt Oval-type ground than see... Um, 10, 11,000 in a stadium that holds 80,000 people. And it also gives the Tigers much more of a home ground advantage. Now, it is a bit different in the AFL with you guys because obviously at the MCG, quite regularly, you're getting 70, 80, 90,000 people. But is there a place in the AFL to maybe take one game a year, two games a year back to the traditional home grounds? Or do you think that'll never happen? I I doubt it incredibly. I can't see it happening. Yeah. No, unless unless there is a venue that is done up specifically for that purpose, as I was alluding to mm. before, we're almost craving a little boutique stadium, but I, I doubt that will eventuate in the, the yeah. short to medium term. In the long term, who knows? The closest we probably come to it is Kidinia Park, mm. GMHBA Stadium down in Geelong, which is Geelong's home ground, and they've renovated that. I think it'll have a capacity once those renovations or the redevelopment is completed of about 40-odd thousand. But that's probably as close as we get to it here in Victoria. But our competition made the decision well before my time. Mm. In fact, I was probably at the end of the, the transition period away from the suburban grounds because of the commercial benefits of having mm. bigger stadiums and greater facilities, but there is still, I suppose, the romanticism with some venues about about returning to the heartland and, and to where the, the passion runs and to where people grew up and can remember sitting in the outer or standing in the outer on tin cans in some <laughs> cases watching encounters. And as I said before, that's been one of the, the positives about AFLW is that because we're able to take it to those mm. venues, it, it does evoke those memories and that, that passion. Unfortunately, most of those venues haven't got the 21st century facilities that they require to be yeah. able to host the events, which is slowly changing. Um, Icon Park, as I mentioned before, has been upgraded to a certain degree, but more so from a training facility perspective for Carlton. And Witten Oval, which is home of the Western Bulldogs, that's currently going through a redevelopment. They want to make that into a women's football precinct. So 
there there is ways of doing it. We've had pre-season matches at Moorabbin and, and other venues, but I doubt we will ever see a match for premiership points back at a, a suburban venue in the short to medium term at a minimum. Yeah, and I think uh, it'll be good for an NRL point of view to get the Tigers back at Leichhardt and Campbelltown. Um, whether we whether that actually happens, we'll have to wait and see. They want it to happen. Um, but, yeah, I think suburban footy has its place, but as does the big stadiums. And as I said, when the big stadiums are full in the NRL, like we see on Anzac Day, for example, at Allianz Stadium, Origins out there at Olympic Stadium, it is still a great atmosphere. So place for both, I reckon, in uh, either code. There is that romanticism, isn't there, that runs through our veins as sports fans. We always hark back to the traditions, don't we? Indeed. Matty, uh, I'll be here next Wednesday as well. Well, everything being okay, I'll be here next Wednesday. And I look forward to chatting again. Likewise, Dan. Enjoy the week. Thank you. Uh, You too. Matty Cox in Melbourne talking all things uh, big issues in sport. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. After the break, show is all yours. 0457 736 736, our text number, 1300 1170. Stack of texts. I'll get to them on the other side of the break. Asking you this morning, best player to have never played State of Origin. Might be due to injuries. Might be because he was ineligible. Maybe just because he, he wasn't the best in his position. Best player to have never played Origin. I've got one. I'll give you mine towards the end of the show. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Jack DeBellin, captain of the St. George Illawarra Dragons for their game against the Dolphins tomorrow night. Uh, been a bit of talk about it on social media. Um, do you have an issue with it or move on? And Josh Schuster has come out at the Manly Seagulls and has declared himself that he can be the best player in the NRL, number one player in the NRL at some point during his career. Do you remember anyone else ever declaring that? Um, And do you believe Josh Schuster could be the number one player in the NRL? He believes he can do it. Do you? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Show is all yours on the other side of this. It is 22 minutes to six. All right, there are a stack of texts there on 0457 736 736. I'll get to them in just a second. Before that, though, let's go to the open line, 1300 01170. Chris from Rose Bay is on the line. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Dan. Um, just on your three topics. Yep. Two poms I would have loved to have seen mm. play State of Origin were ham and celery. I mean, Sam and Ellery. Um, <laughs> I just think they were such classy footballers. I think Sam at his best was a phenomenon. And, of course, Ellery's so, so silky smooth. Uh, so they're just two nominations. Yep. Regarding DeBellin, mm-hmm. not a problem. Not a problem for yep. DeBellin to be captain. Um, but my main one is Schuster. Now, yes. you said you can't think of anybody. The closest I can come to is the man, Mundine, yes, when he came out and said that he continues to whoop uh, Daly and Fittler, and yet he couldn't get in the state of origin side. He was a better footballer than those two. Um, that didn't go to, down too well with the man. And I think jo- Josh's comments, maybe they should be silent thoughts, Josh, because... He didn't go too... I mean, the man copped a lot of flack for what he said there, and, and the same thing is going to happen to, to Josh, I think. Just keep those thoughts to yourself, Joshua. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, you No doubt he's a talented player, but I, I wouldn't be saying that you're going to become the number one player. Yeah, now, good on him if he does, uh, but I have got a couple of texts uh, mentioning Anthony Mundine as well. But, 
yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't be safe. It was me. I wouldn't be saying that. Good to have confidence, but uh, very early on in his career. Hey, Chris, um, just on a different topic, I know we've spoken a lot about the Roosters over the past few weeks. I think you called me last Thursday, last Friday, saying you had no yeah. idea what you'd expect, to expect in that Dragons-Roosters game. Well, you were right. It was an entertaining game. Um, what do you reckon of the Roosters after last week? Oh, look, I think um, they're a team in crisis myself. I just I just look at what's going on there. Where are their developmental players? I know they go out and buy players. <laughs> Whatever happened to their younger players coming through? We don't seem to see any of those at all. I don't know what is going on, you know, backstage there. I have got no idea, but I just look at this team and I see little enjoyment. They're just going through the motions. Um you were talking about Hardwick earlier mm. and linking it to uh, the Roosters situation. And oh, oh, something's got to give here because it's not working. I mean, they, they've they gone out from all day $5 to win the comp three weeks ago, $10 two weeks ago. They're now $15 to win the comp. Now, I know betting isn't the be-all and end-all of sport, but I think that just shows you where they're headed at the moment. I just yeah. can't really see a way out for the Roosters. I don't know if you can, but uh, I don't know where they go from here. They're go, just the rabble. Yeah, going to have to buy this weekend, and then they play the Bulldogs next Sunday week up at the Central Coast. Does look like, according to NRL Physio, does look like they'll get Manu, Tupo, Hargraves, and also uh, Sam Walker back. So that should help. But I think a couple of weeks after the buy will be very telling uh, for the Roosters and where their season uh, is going to go. Thanks, Chris, for the call. Chat again soon. Cheers, mate. Perfect. Uh, Chris on the open line. You can join Chris on the open line anytime. 04, uh, 1300 01 11 70 or text. Let's get to them. 0457 736 736. This one uh, from the Kingswood Welder. He says, uh, good morning, Dan. Uh, you're forgetting the man Mundine. Chris just mentioned that regarding blowing his own trumpet about being the best in the game. Yes, this is true. I did forget Anthony uh, Mundine. This from James. If people say Latrell Mitchell is a great fullback slash player, then anyone can be a great player, even the best player. Uh, I think a little dig there at Latrell Mitchell, who has come out today um, or yesterday um, in support of Damien Cook as well, telling him, his South Sydney teammate, telling him not to give up his dream um, of playing State of Origin because he believes he can still get there. We'll have to wait and see uh, what happens with this one, uh, that one. Uh, now, Tiger Davo has text through on 0457 736 736. Morning, Dan. Why have the Tigers relief Joe, uh, released Joe Offer to Para? We only re-signed him seven months ago. Now we release him for no swap. He was great for us on Saturday. Only us Tigers can do this and no explanation why. Now we are weaker. Shameful. That from Tiger Davo. Yes, and I think he has been named. Um, yes, he has been named in the Paramedials starting front row after he was formally released by the West Tigers yesterday. A bit of a weird one. I agree with you, Tiger Davo. Uh, obviously don't know what's going on behind the scenes, uh, whether they might be freeing up some money. I'm not sure. But um, he was very good for you guys on Saturday night. He's been one of your best. Didn't he get the uh, best player in the club last year? Um, yeah, I... I Bit of a weird one. Uh, and you could see on Saturday when he was playing the passion he had for the Tigers as well. Anyway, off to Parramatta. Uh, I agree. I'm not entirely sure what was go going on there. Uh, this from Gary Dan. Latrell Mitchell said he wanted to be the greatest play ever only a few weeks ago. Fair enough. Okay. And he also says on Jack DeBellin, not a good look. Thank you for the text, Gary. Uh, this one from the Radelaide Rooster. Morning, Dan. Sounds like a bit of at the mundane talk pumping up his tyres that comes to mind. 
He probably thought he should have also played uh, State of Origin too. Cheers. Khan the Blues, the Radelaide Rooster. Um, this one from Dan. Gary Freeman and Josh Hodgson would be interesting uh, playing State of Origin. Yes, uh, it would have been good to see both of them play. Josh Hodgson, of course, still running around with the Parramatta Eels. Uh, this from Wade in terms of Josh Schuster's comments about being the number one player in the game at some point. Uh, Wade says, Nico and Reese uh, may have something to say about that, Josh. A host more also. Uh, yes, I agree. I think there's a lot more uh, than that. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, and this one from the Big G before we take a break and finish off with a few more. Morning, Dan. Being a Panthers fan, for me, the best player not to play State of Origin is Colin Vandervoort. Uh, before my time, Big G. But thank you for the nomination. Plenty of more texts there. I'll get to them after the break. 0457 736 736 or one 1170 Just before we go to the break, bad news. Uh, yesterday, you would have probably caught that Manly have been dealt a savage blow after scans revealed for Jake Dravojevic will be sidelined for at least six weeks with a calf injury, which will mean he is unavailable for three all three State of Origin games. So some bad news coming out of Manly yesterday. We'll finish off with some more of your texts in just a second. 0457 736 736 or one 1170 uh, let's finish off with a few texts. By the way, good news for the Brisbane uh, Broncos. Adam Reynolds returns uh, for this weekend's game, even though the Broncos are losing five stars to origin. It is good to see Adam Reynolds back. Uh, text on the text line. Chookman says, hi, Dan. This is the one I was going to nominate. Hi, Dan. The legend himself, Mitch Orbison, could play anywhere and one of the best one-on-one -on -one defenders and hole runners. That from the Chook Band. Yes, completely agree. Mitchell Orbison, very unlucky to never have played Origin. I think Dylan Edwards is uh, getting into uh, that frame at the moment, although his career not over. Uh, this one from Kaney. Morning to you. Hi. I believe uh, Jared Croker was very unlike, unlucky not to play uh, State of Origin. Uh, I also believe Jack DeBellin should be allowed to captain. He has done his time for what he did. Uh, uh, also, Josh Schuster could be the best player in the game if he applies the hard work needed to be the best. Uh, look, no one is doubting that he could be the best player in the game. I was just surprised he came out and said that he thinks he will be. Um, and this from Matt as well. Morning to you, Matt. Uh, the Blues talk about combinations, yet the most lethal left edge in the game wasn't really talked about for them. Souths, uh, Walker, Luttrell, Graham and one of the best wingers to have never played State of Origin and Alex Johnson. Thoughts, uh, Maddie from Brisbane. Yeah, well, Latrell is there. Uh, yeah, slightly surprising Campbell Graham's not there, although uh, Tommy Turbo had a stunning game on Sunday for the Manly Seagulls in that win over Canberra. I think Campbell Graham will get his time, and it uh, looks like he will be playing for South Sydney. He's been named um, anyway, so we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, there. Thank you for your company today. Also, this one from Brisbane Rooster, Danny Lee uh, from the Sharks. Should have played for Queensland. Regards, Mossy. Thank you for all those texts this morning on the show. Coming up on Breakfast with Patton Heels in Queensland, they have a big show coming up. Corey Parker, Shane Webke, Nathan Fien, Luke Hodge, plus the go into Queensland camp. And for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney with Vossi and Michelle Bishop, David Riccio, Jared Waitley, and we'll go into New South Wales camp. Thank you, company. Breakfast comes up after the news. I'll catch you tomorrow morning for the Thursday show from 5 AM. Have a great Wednesday.